My friends, the four-step of Alcoholics Anonymous says that we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. We arrived here by realizing in step one that we're insane, we can't drink safely, that other people have been restored to sanity in step two, and uh, maybe we can too. For step three, we're willing to do anything to have that happen for us to be restored to sanity and love our sobriety. And we made a decision to get started with step four. Here's how I did my fourth step. I wrote a 10,000 word honest story of my life where I started from birth and went all the way up to that day. I included all the details that I normally would have left out of a story that I was planning to tell somebody else. All the times when I hurt myself and others and the good things that happened in my life too. In the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it tells you to write out all your resentments and the people you've got them against and the fears, the self-centeredness that goes along with that. I've never done that before. I personally don't find that very helpful. Because when we take a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, we need to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. An analogy they make in the literature about a business taking inventory is very accurate. Since we in addiction have struggled so much with thinking only of ourselves and our own survival, it's important we really get to know ourselves. Who are we, really? Who are we beneath this surface that we present to other people? What does my life look like if I step back and look at the whole thing? The goal of step four is to allow us to start to see some patterns and to realize that we have a choice about how the rest of our life gets written. When we come into Alcoholics Anonymous, we feel very powerless that our life has just kind of been writing itself. Many of us are of the victim mindset, where since our parents got together, really everything else that's happened has been someone else's fault, including our coming into this world. When I wrote out the entire story of my life and I read it and I looked at it, I realized so many of the choices I made that led me to where I was at that day. The goal of step four is to start taking responsibility for how you've created your life and to look at your life as if it's from somebody else's point of view. When you read it all, you almost get this sense that it could be somebody else's life. And this valuable perspective we get allows us to start being honest about our own life. When you're just going around like you're an actor in a movie, it can be hard to see your role in the bigger picture. By writing out a 10,000 word story of my life, I got to see the bigger picture. The other people in my life that I'd been harming, my wife, my mother, all the suffering my parents had been through over my addiction, my family members and my friends, Often we feel that other people, if they would just act better, 
And really, if the rest of the world would just do what we wanted, then we could be okay. When I wrote out my 10,000 word life story, I started to see that a lot of the reasons I was struggling and was not okay were because of the decisions I made. I'm the one that chose to go to college and start drinking. I'm the one that chose to hang out with friends who drank. I'm the one who chose to drink by myself and put myself in these bad situations. I'm the one who said I was going to get sober, then changed my mind and drank again, and then had a car wreck or a job wreck or a relationship wreck or a night that left me feeling lucky to be alive. I'm the one who then said I'd get sober. And then I'm the one who decided I could go to the bar and just have a few drinks again. When you really look at your whole life story, the bigger picture starts to become apparent. But what's more important is you start thinking about how would I like the rest of this to go? Often we're afraid to look at our lives. We're afraid to see the mess we've made the decisions we've made, the harm we've done to others, the opportunities we've missed, the selfishness, foolishness, insanity that we've exhibited in our own lives. Ironically, when you look at the big picture though, you see your power. You see where you made decisions, one decision after another, and that going forward, you can decide how you want the rest of your life to go. When I looked at those 10,000 words, I started thinking, how do I want the next 10,000 words to be? I know I don't want to keep doing what I've been doing. I don't want to keep hurting myself and others. I don't want to keep wasting my time in my life. I want my life to be meaningful. Often in the course of writing our life stories, we'll come across some things that our mind is buried so deep that when we first write the story, those things don't even appear there. If you can't remember your childhood at all, past a certain age, there's often a traumatic event right before that. I mean, I remember all the way back now to being born and even being conceived. And that's because I've went back and reviewed everything in my life. When we're writing our life story, we also realize we can't do it all by ourselves. There's things we don't remember. There's things we need to ask other people about. Hey, what happened here? I don't remember. Especially our parents, our siblings, maybe our friends and coworkers, and even our children. Our minds don't keep memories that are complete just in our bodies. Memories are stored in groups. Certain people remember certain things. Some of us remember only part of an event while others remember the other half of the event. When I wrote out my life story, I started to get this strong desire where I needed to ask other people about things I was curious about that I couldn't remember or, or that I only remembered part of. And this is where we get ready to do the fifth step. What happened to me after I wrote my first fourth step out, some of the things I had suppressed consciously, and in some cases I'd been told to never remember those things, never talk about those things again. I remembered those things in the middle of AA meetings. And that's when we need to do the fifth step. Because we can't get an accurate view of our life just looking at it ourselves. It's a great starting place. 
But I was too hard on myself. I was too hard on my life. And many of us in AA and addiction were too mean and nasty to ourselves all the time. And this is where other people can often help us a lot to be nicer and to understand what goes on in life. When I did my first fist step, I shared a night that had haunted me and that I tried to suppress with my sponsor and my sponsor was unmoved. He didn't care. He wasn't bothered at all. It was no big deal to him. He said, God loves you. I thought, wow, this thing that had bothered me so much was no big deal to him. Then when I had more things come up from childhood that had really bothered me and been traumatic, I talked to my grand sponsor and I told him everything. And I told him all the things in childhood that had manifested in adulthood. And he asked if I wanted to hear about his life. And his life was so much more brutal than mine. His life was so much more crazy than mine. And his life helped me take better inventory of my life and realize, you know what? My life's been pretty nice and been pretty smooth. Most of the trouble has been self-caused. And I have a chance to help a lot of people if I write the rest of my life in a way that's about serving others. So if you've really done the four-step effectively, you'll be desperate to talk to other people you can trust. And this is where we connect.